Hello, everyone. Welcome to Young Christian Podcast, where we take a look at real uh, life issues, situations, and events that are going on and taking place, and we want to filter them through the lens of a young Christian. Um, as you can tell by the title, the 2020 elections, um, this is um, a very interesting year um, now throwing on top of this uh, an election year. Uh, it, it's something that is definitely at the forefront of our minds and our thoughts, especially as young Christians, where it's, you know, what do I do? How do I vote? Who do I vote for? Um, why does it seem like, I, I don't know. Like I literally, I'm trying to wrap my mind around all of these things and I've literally restarted this podcast at least six or seven times and I'm honestly nervous, you know, about all like just, I don't know, I guess my my perspective, my point of view, uh, I guess I'm trying not to offend anyone but we really live in a in a culture where, in a day and age, specifically where um, you kind of can't go without offending someone. Um, I, I hope that I can shed some light and maybe a new perspective. I never want to just be another talking point. I don't want to be um, labeled as uh, conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, independent. I want to first and foremost be um, identified as as a son of the Most High God, a a son of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, a a person who is constantly um, loving justice and mercy and walking humbly with God, um, as the Scripture says that that's what the Lord requires of us, and it, it breaks my heart to see what kind of what's going on. Um, in the the political realm and to see people be so influenced by it and to really just um, be moved by it and and almost be based in fear. Uh, I read this article uh, and in, in an article from um, Axios, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, they say they say this that many Americans think, People in the other party are ignorant, spiteful, evil, and generally destroying the country, according to a new Axios poll um, by SurveyMonkey. Um, and it was actually aired on HBO. Um, and they found that 61% of Democrats see Republicans as racist, bigoted, and sexist. Um, now, on the other side of that coin, of 26% of those who provided an open-ended description of Democrats, response included socialist, angry, hypocritical, uninformed, power-hungry, and violent. Now, the flip side is this, is that there's good news. A handful of people think that their fellow Americans are okay. 4% of both parties think the other side is fair, and three to four percent of both parties think the other side is thoughtful, and two to three percent of both parties think the other side is kind. I love what the the article later on writes. It says this: If Americans are in this convinced that the other side is just wrong, but dumb and evil, they'll never be able to find enough common ground to solve real problems. And I know what you're thinking, you know. 
Um, maybe you know someone who um, they just hate the other side. You know, a Republican who just thinks that, you know, Democrats are these socialist, communist people that um, want to just destroy the country. And, and hear me out. There most likely are people like that who just want the detriment of our nation. And that's really sad of those people. And that, that is evil. I, don't get me wrong. Um, someone who hates this nation, um, they're obviously not walking in love. And that is definitely something that is, is of a concern. And at the same time, too, maybe, um, you know, a Democrat who just thinks, man, those Republicans are just so racist and bigoted uh, and small minded. And I come here to just say, you know, what if those radical um, thoughts and slandering and name calling is just a tactic from the media um, to just incite division um, and kind of provoke thoughts that are based out of fear in order to drive um, ratings and in order to drive up um, people coming back because we all know fear really does sell. Unfortunately, fear sells. It sells more than hope and it sells more than a good story. Fear keeps you coming back. I need to check on that news source. <laughs> you know, I need to check and see, you know. And I, I know from having a lot of different conversations, you know, with both sides of the aisle, um, there are good Christians. Now, let me say this. This might be controversial, but there are good Democrats who love the Lord and there are good Republicans who love the Lord. And I, I know that's controversial. I, I was talking with, with an individual uh, and they were having a similar conversation with someone and they said, you know, there are actually um, pro-life Democrats. And that person, it just blew their mind. They're like, really? I never gave that any thought. You know, uh, a lot of people tend to be single issue voters, you know, where they tend to not look at every policy, agree with every policy and, and hold to it. You know, and there's a lot of Democrats who have been, you know, Democrats for many, many years um, you know, who, who align differently uh, than what we might see in the, in the mainstream um, sect of things. Um, and vice versa. There are, there are Republicans, if you are on the stance of a Democrat who just can't stand Republicans, I would say, hey, um, maybe find some common ground. Again, that article said, if Americans are this convinced that the other side is just wrong but dumb and evil, They'll never be able to find enough common ground to solve real problems. Um, and I would um, really, um, I guess, encourage to say, find someone who thinks differently than you. Diversity of thought is really awesome where, you know, we can find someone who thinks way differently than us, um, but we can find maybe some common ground and maybe we can find something that um, you know, we can agree on. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant on actually disclosing kind of, um, what I, um, what I'm registered as, who I voted for in 2016 and who I plan on voting for in 2020. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant, but I think I'm going to wait till the end, um, to disclose that fully 
because I really don't want your opinion to be, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe drawn to a certain conclusion or, or drawn to maybe some biases that you might have towards that party or towards that candidate. Um, again, and I'm speaking from both sides, and I hope I'm vague enough um, to keep you wondering, hmm, you know, I wonder, I wonder where he falls. You will get to know at the end of this. Um, it seems to me, though, like the United States is more divided than ever before, or has it been worse? Um, in an article from The Conversation, they say, four years of civil war produced at least 600 and 20,000 military deaths, the equivalent of approximately 6.5 million dead in the United States of 2020. And it's amazing to see, um, you know, that division that must have been in the Civil War pales in comparison to what we have now. I know, I know that you might look at the news and you might see, you know, what's going on in the world and you might think, wow, this is this is going awry, this is really bleak, or this is very dark, you know, what do I do? And again, they get this number of 6.5 million based on um, population, um, the population of what it was uh, then um, compared to what it is now, and kind of the effect or the equivalent of what it is. So 620,000 military deaths would be equivalent today to 6.5 million dead in the United States. Imagine that. A massacre of 6.5 million people because of the side that they chose to be on, you know, a political thing. So in comparison to that, we really don't have um, much fear really at all. But instead, we kind of have a little bit of hope. And thank God there hasn't been, you know, 6.5 million deaths in the United States. Thank God, you know, but still there there is division. So even though it's not bad, um, there are still issues. So what does the word say about division and unity? Well, Luke, Luke 11, uh, verse 17 in the ESV version, it says, But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household folds. And I, I think to myself when I, when I read this, wow, you know, it's so true. A kingdom divided against itself um, it's laid to waste. It's, it, it won't stand. It's, it, it can't stand up on its own two feet, but it falls. It folds. And it's really interesting to see that when there is a heart of disunity, we tend to see exactly what's going on, where 60 plus percent, the majority of one side thinks the other side is evil, dumb, racist, bigoted you know, stupid, um, a socialist, just wanting to ruin the nation. You know, all of these things happen when division is amongst the kingdom. And it doesn't cause for a rise in a nation, but a fall of a nation. In 2 Corinthians 13, 11, it says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. I, I read this and I think, whoa, you know, we should be as Christians, first and foremost, um, not so easily entangled on the rhetoric that's going on in, in the media, but we should be striving for full restoration. You know, it seems like there's such a chasm 
You know, it's like um, I was talking with a with a moderate where they they were once um, liberal, but they don't really, um, you know, they they have more liberal views really than conservative views. They they're a great Christian, um, and but they're you know she was moderate and she feels like. Um, you know, she's without a home, without a country, because the middle ground is almost obsolete. You know, it's either your way to the right or way to the left. And you tend to not really um, have a place where you say, you know what, I really agree with this one. I really agree with that one. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really not here politically, you know, and is so polarizing, you know, and it seems like the chasm is growing farther and farther apart. And it's important that we we strive um, not to separate, but to restore each other, you know, in order to see each other's sides, in order to really and honestly um, go about solving issues that are really at the forefront of um, the American people and what they're facing. Um, one thing, though, that I want to point to is that we must remember first and foremost that we are citizens of the kingdom first. Citizens of the kingdom. In Philippians 3, uh, verses 20 through 21, in the New Living Translation, it says this, But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. See, we are to encourage believers um, to understand that we are kingdom-minded first. You know, um, I was on Facebook scrolling, and there was a past a pastor friend of mine who who posted on Facebook, and and he it was a very thought-provoking question, and and he said, "Are we encouraging believers to follow Jesus?" as passionately as much, or I'm sorry, are we encouraging believers to follow Jesus passionately as much as we are getting people to vote? And that was just like, oh, it was kind of like a shot in the gut. Like, oh man, are we? You know, we we have all of these, you know, encouragements to vote, which are great. Those are our civil duties. And thank God, um, and I just want to I just want to take this moment to say thank you for all those who have served in our armed forces and our military. Thank you for the freedom that you have fought for, that we can vote, um, that we that we do have these civil liberties, um, and we just thank you. So I thank you for that. This is a great nation, a great country, um, coming, being born in Brazil, and and immigrating here. Um, I can attest to say that this is a free nation, a great nation, um, and a nation that was founded on great godly principles. And it's time that we as a nation, we turn back to the Lord, um, seek his face, turn away from our wicked ways so that he can heal our land. Um, Again, we are to encourage people um, to passionately pursue Jesus just as much as we get them to vote, which again is very important. But following Jesus, I think, takes a little bit more precedence. Um, If we look to a political system to bring hope, um, then we will always be left empty. Always. We will always be left empty, no matter what. No one can bring the hope that we're looking for. No system, no person, no candidate. The only person who can is Jesus. 
Jesus is the answer to our issues. Um, we aren't left, we aren't right, but we're up. We're people who look to the Lord. We're people who say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we are people who bring down the kingdom. And how do we do that? We always point back to Jesus. We always point back to the Lord. We always point back to our hope. We always point to him being on the throne, no matter who's in office, no matter who's in power. So as a citizen of this nation, what do we do? Well, number one is um, I want to give you some practical things that you can uh, take away from this. Uh, Number one is this, is we pray for our leaders, no matter what party background they are. Um, In 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 2, it says this, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peacefully and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. See, here's the thing is if you are of the left and, you know, and you're a Christian and you have bitterness um, towards our president, I want to encourage you by saying this, um, pray for the president that he would be led by the Holy Spirit, that he would make good godly choices and decisions. Because here's the thing is that when he prospers, we prosper. And when when he makes good choices, um, it benefits the people, you know, and... I don't know how many people um, that are, are bitter um, at, at Trump, at President Trump, um, and they're, they're very bitter um, towards, towards him, and they, they almost pray curses over him. And I, I, I really want to discourage that and encourage um, you know that we would pray, pray for, for his victories, um, pray for his wins and 2020, let's be honest, some crazy things have happened. If, if Biden becomes President Biden, you know, are we going to hold those same values? Because, hey, I want to check some biases here and encourage you and say, even if Biden wins um, and you are a Republican, pray for him. It says, I urge you then make petitions and prayers and intercessions, because here's the thing is that you can pray that he makes good godly decisions and choices good things. Because here's the thing, just like if President Trump um, has victories and wins, you know, that's good for the nation and vice versa. If a President Biden uh, would have victories, um, we as well as a nation prosper. And so that's the thing is to really do that. Pray for your leaders, all of them, no matter what political background. And I'll even say this, you know, the Bible says to pray for those who even despise you and curse you, how much more should we be praying for the other side, for unity, for clarity, to listen to the voice of the Lord, um, for, the, for them to be saved so that the Holy Spirit can bear witness um, how to lead and how to guide, you know, and that, that's what we can do is we can first and foremost pray. Um, the next thing is this, is um, we also should do our own research on policies and vote biblical principles. I want to discourage against vote your conscience because it's not about a conscience. <laughs> you know, it's not about what you feel is right because sometimes our feelings can can tend to be deceitful or sometimes our convictions, are they, um, or are, are, is our conscience, you know, a biblical conviction or is it just a personal thing? 
you know, but I would urge you to, to vote biblically. And on both sides of the aisles, I know that there's a lot of people who um, they, their, their main reason for voting Republican is because of um, abortion um, and, and the pain that, that goes with that um, and, and the views um, with, with abortion. Um, a lot of people say that they could never vote uh, Democrat because um, of, the, of the party's platform um, in support to abortion. Um, there's also people who, you know, vote Democrat who say, um, you know, I believe, you know, in the foreign policy more of the Democrats because I believe that, you know, we should um, open arms to refugees and to foreigners and, and to, to be a blessing to those people. You know, and, and some would even say, you know, with the social issues and the fact that Democrats might tend to vote more in favor of social programs and towards social issues, that they believe that that should be a fundamental thing um, to give to the poor and to the needy. And they find that those are biblical things. Um, it was interesting. I, I found some uh, voter guides, um, and there were some where it was... Um, here's what the Republicans believe and here's anti-Republican things. You know, it's like, um, it was very biased. You know, it was very much um, along the lines of uh, Republicans want to save the babies, Democrats want to kill the babies. And where there is there is truth in that, there also is, is a bias in that as well. Um, and... It was just very much so of, um, you know, Republicans want a secure border, Democrats want open borders. And so it was a voter guide that wasn't really here's what they believe and biblically here's why. Um, it really, it really um, kind of troubled me because um, I don't know. It, it just, it just troubled me because I want something that's objective and I want something that um, is not so polarizing or so mainstream you know I want something unique and something you know that we can look at the policies now again um, you know with with their policy on abortion again that that nullifies it for for many many people uh, especially Christians you know and and I just wanted to say this you know look at all of the policies look at look at all what the candidates are saying. Um, and also too, I would encourage not to judge someone who might be voting for the opposite party, you know, where I've seen that a lot as well, where there's been a lot of judgment, um, towards the other side. Um, again, look at and do your own research, look at all the policies, look at these things and be prayerful. Maybe, um, you feel like the Republican party is not doing a just job on the environment, um, those are some real issues that a lot of a lot of millennials especially are looking towards of man you know I want to preserve the the earth and I believe that we should be good stewards over the earth those are a biblical principles um, you know again maybe it's um, uh, there, there's many different reasons so do your own research and and see biblically um, where you stand um, another thing that we can do is we can also seek unity with those who are different from us and we try to mend the hurt of what is going on in our nation. And again, having conversations with people. Um, I had um, an interesting conversation 
um, with again with some with some Christian um, liberals who they they held to beliefs that I didn't. And you know what we did? We ended up having lunch, talking it through. Um, I shared my thoughts and opinions. Um, they shared their thoughts and opinions. And at the end of the day, I bought their meal. We shook hands and we had a great day and we continued to be friends. You know, I think that we can be friends with those who might have differing of opinions than us. And I think that that's what we should be seeking is unity with those. Um, in a, in a, in a culture that is yelling, you know, slander and rhetoric, um, of you are a racist, you are, uh, wanting this nation to, to go down. Um, you are wanting all of these different things. Um, I believe truly that, um, we can seek unity in the midst of this. Um, and we can, um, see God mend these brokenness, uh, the brokenness of hearts, especially. Um, and the last thing is this is, uh, that we can look to Jesus for our hope and not a political agenda. Again, I'll always point back and say that um, no matter what party you are at, um, it will never, it will never be um, a hope-giving agent like Jesus Christ is. And here's the thing, you know, I, I heard this quote, and I'm completely botching it, and I don't have it in front of me. I wish I did. But there's a quote, and it goes something like this. If you want to know um, the, I guess, the condition of the nation, go outside and talk with your neighbor. You know, And change starts with one person making a decision to examine their heart and to say, I'm going to pray for my leaders I'm going to recognize that I'm a, I'm a child of the king and that his kingdom is so much better than this kingdom and that he wants to give hope. He wants to give justice. He wants to provide um, hope. He wants to provide peace. And we can give people um, a glimpse of the kingdom through our actions. And our actions can speak louder than words. I encourage you, don't be a person who just falls under the scope of the same rhetoric. Um, and I've seen a lot of Christians being very nasty during this time and very nasty during this season, both liberals and Republicans, um, being very nasty towards each other. And I, I believe that it breaks God's heart when, when there's such disunity and that there is so much, um, I, just so much discord and so much um, just hatred amongst. And I believe that God is calling us to unify each other. On the left, on the right, let's not look to those parties, but let's look up. Let's look up to Jesus and ask, what, what is he doing in this earth and what is he going to accomplish? Um, and so I believe that this has um, been a conversation from my heart. I, I pray that you know, whatever side of the aisle you are on, that you weren't offended by this. And maybe you were, um, but here is my disclosure. I promised you at the end that I would disclose um, who I voted for in 2016 and and who I'm going to vote for and what I'm registered as. So um, I have always been a registered, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, you might be guessing. 
Make that guess. What is it? So here's what I'm registered as. The suspense is killing, right? I am a registered Republican. And in 2016, um, I'll be honest with you, I wanted to vote for um, Gary Johnson, who was the... um, who was the libertarian candidate at the time because I didn't agree with um, the rhetoric and the way that Donald Trump was speaking um, and, and the way that he was talking and the words that he used. I, I didn't agree with the, just his language and his, his verbiage. I, I did not agree um, with his personality, um, but I agreed with a lot of his policies. Um, I felt, though, like I agreed more with the libertarian policies a little bit better But me personally, um, the reason why I did not vote for um, Hillary Clinton was just simply because of the scandals that I I read um, about, especially with Benghazi and and with the email scandals and um, just different things like that. For me personally, that was my my conviction, my personal thing. And again, I was going to vote for Gary Johnson based on my convictions of um, Trump's language and the things that he was saying, I just didn't agree. Um, and I went to vote and I was prayerful and I said, God, who do you want me to vote for? Um, and, you know, I, I went to the to the box. I was about to vote for Gary and I, I thought for a second and I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm going to vote for Trump. I don't know why, but I'm going to vote for Trump. Um, I'll tell you this much. Um, in these four years, he has kept his political promises um, and the things that he was elected for, he has been accomplishing before uh, the coronavirus. Um, the economy was great. The economy was booming. Um, his policies were benefiting um, many people. Uh, I have one one friend who has uh, a black-owned business, and he said, man, Trump um, has been the best for black-owned businesses um, and, and cutting taxes and different policies that he, he initiated, um, things as well, um, with prison reform, things, um, that have taken place. Um, he has, uh, you know, really, really had victories. He also had some losses, some things that I really didn't agree on. And again, I I think that we can agree and we can disagree with, with the president, but first and foremost, you know, we need to pray for him. Also, I see that um, the media has really um, put him under a microscope that I don't remember any other president uh, really going um, under in that sense. Uh, I, and it intrigues me nonetheless to, to kind of see. Um, again, too, I mean, me personally, again, I'm still a registered Republican. And for me, I just... I can't vote for 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 Joe Biden, but I'm going to I'm going to vote for Trump again um, just because of policies, his tax plan, um, just his his view on national security, um, even even as a Latino. Um, I, I, I don't see him as this racist xenophobe, because if he was, why would he um, initiate policies to benefit um, every minority community? Um different, different things. And, um, I, I recently was watching, um, Robert Morris with his, uh, gateway conference. And he described how, when all of, um, the racial injustice with George Floyd happened and took place, 
um, how they they met with pastors at a at a round table to discuss the racial injustices um, and how to combat those and how to move forward. And so that really gave me a lot of hope because, again, I I. I, I hate seeing injustice and I hate seeing innocent blood being shed on the streets. Um, people do not, that is not justice being executed on the streets. Um, I, I believe that, um, you know, with law and order, there's justice that comes with the justice system. Um, but with all that being said as well, for me, um, I will be completely honest and I hope I can be transparent with with all my my listeners, um, for me, um, being a father, um, when I think of abortion now more than ever, um, I I just I I can't fathom um, a little a little unborn baby in the womb um, with a heartbeat. Um, you know the Constitution is very clear that we have the the rights given by God um, of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and i believe that if there's a heartbeat that 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 baby has the right to life um and again that's my that's my personal belief um i would love to have a conversation with you one on one um if if you disagree with me that that's fine if you do um but i would i would urge you to to just listen and to be mindful um of of my perspective and again, um, I, for me, I just I can't stand by um, a platform that condones it. Um, I believe I want to say that the 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 party platform is five five or six minutes before birth. It's late term abortions is what they're is what they're pushing for. Um, again, I could be mistaken. I don't want to to go on on here and um, make claims that. I'm I'm not well aware of, and again, I just kind of this is way off the cuff. This was not prepared at all. Um, if not, I would have my my stats at hand. But um, when it comes to the issue of abortion, that's just something that me personally, I just I just can't um, bear to to grit with. But again, there are many Democrats who are pro life, um, and again, they vote differently on different biblical principles. Um, and so again, uh, during this 2020 election, and I, I hope that um, me sharing my own personal opinions and thoughts um, have not deterred you or have, um, I don't know, maybe given you any biases or negative opinions of myself. Um, because I know that in this political season that if you claim to be one side or the other, um, you there's backlash from the other side. Um, but I want to encourage you with this. I'm not a Republican first. I'm not someone who is a, uh, a, a Trump supporter. I'm a Jesus supporter, and I'm a son of the Most High King. And I'm, I'm a person who is kingdom-minded first and, a, and a, a true patriot and American second. And for me, I want to encourage you passionately pursue after Jesus, passionately pursue after his heart, passionately pursue what breaks his. And I know what breaks his, it's disunity and discord. So if you find yourself talking with a brother or sister who might be of a different political um, background, 
have a conversation and put down your biases and put down your guard and have a good conversation and find some common ground. And maybe you'll find and see that maybe you have more in common than you could have ever imagined. Until next time, thank you for listening to Young Christian Podcast. Bye.